some people love Shakespeare, others not so much. But a Shakespeare adaptation is always a good time. Constellation Theatre at 14th and T is featuring a musical called Desperate Measures. It's based off of Shakespeare's play Measure for Measure, but it's set in the Wild West. A gunslinging nun teams up with a sheriff and a saloon dancer to save her brother. Buy tickets now at constellationtheater.org. The show runs through March 17th. Once again, that's constellationtheater.org. Today on CityCast DC, DC, as you know, has loads of parks and trails, which makes it a great city for running. It also has a lot of hills, which for a lot of people, not so much. We sat down last year with Washington Post wellness reporter Kellen Sung to get his sense of Washington as a running town and to get some of his tips and tricks about how to get out there and start pounding the pavement. Today is Thursday, August 17th. I'm Michael Schaefer, and here's what DC is talking about. So, Kellen, you are a uh, health and wellness reporter at The Post, and you are a runner here in D.C., which is always on those lists of, like, runningest cities in the country. But why don't you give us your credentials here? What kind of running do you do? (laughs) Yeah, so I'm a long-distance runner. I've run one marathon per year since 2014, and I'm also a Roadrunners Club of America certified running coach. I coach cross-country and track and field at my old high school, Walter Johnson. And I've written about it. I've covered a sport for the Washington Post, Washington City Paper, and a Run Washington. And I'm just a, you know, I'm a fan of the sport. I wasn't always, but now I'm a big advocate and fan of just uh, just running in general and of the sport. So on the more ambitious end of running, which I would not qualify for, there's like a bunch of races that DC is known for. Can you walk us through what those are? Yeah, so I think the big one, which is coming up, is the Marine Corps Marathon. That is the fall marathon that's located in D.C. It runs through part of Northern Virginia as well. Another big one is the Cherry Blossom 10-mile run, which is in the spring. It's usually in early April. There's a new race called the D.C. Half that's put on the Pacers running stores. That's in September. And there's a Rock and Roll Half Marathon uh, that's in March. Those are kind of the big ones in the area. In the world of like serious marathon people, where does the Marine Corps Marathon fit in? Like, is it considered like a hard one, an easy one, an open one? So there is a lottery. So not everyone who wants to run it can get in. And so that just shows you there's a high demand for it. It's called a people's marathon. So it's not one of the six major marathons. So there is no prize money for Marine Corps Marathon. So it typically doesn't attract as much of like an elite field. You still get a lot of great runners, really fast runners. But you won't see like world record holders or, or people like that from like an international field. But it's still, you know, a, a very popular race. You get a lot of people who I'm sure come in from across the country, maybe even internationally. But it's not going to have quite the elite field like a Boston or a New York City. What's the running community like here in D.C.? I think it's pretty robust. I mean, you have a lot of different running clubs. You have these specialty running stores, you have a lot of trails, you have just a lot of options, a lot of variety in the area. And I think there's always like rankings of like the most fit cities. I think 
Northern Virginia, D.C. is always up there. I think people are just very into running around here. Like whenever I'm running, particularly if I'm like running on the mall or by the Potomac or something, I feel like I'm in like the establishing shot for some a DC set movie. <laughs> exactly. Where like our hero is like out for his morning run and then he's going to discover some huge national secret. What is it about DC that makes it such a good running city? Why do we get on these lists? Like I mentioned before, I think there's a lot of different places that you can run. There's a variety in places you can go. There are trails nearby. There's the Rock Creek Park, which always gets crowded, especially during pandemic when East Drive was closed. You can go on CNO Canal, Haynes Point, East Potomac Park. If you ever go down there, you'll see people running loops. The National Mall is a place where people, like you said, if you walk along there, you'll just see people kind of running loops. Even places like the National Arboretum, people are running over there. So I think there's just even though we're in like a dense city with a lot of sidewalks, if you just venture out a little bit to Montgomery County, Maryland, or even Northern Virginia, or even to like the greener spaces in D.C., there are a lot of options. The brand new Arbor at Tacoma is built for your most convenient urban living. Whether you want to enjoy the vibrant Tacoma, D.C. community or comfortably retreat into a sleek sanctuary all your own. The kitchens have striking dark navy and white cabinets, and throughout the home, there are wood floors and smart home technology. Some homes even have a private outdoor space. With a quick walk to the metro, you can easily head into downtown or stay close and enjoy the retail that's on site. Located at 218 Cedar Street Northwest, the Arbor Tacoma offers brand new one- and two-bedroom condos starting in the upper 300,000s. Visit thearborattacoma.com for more information. That's Tacoma with a K. So T-H-E-A-R-B-O-R-A-T-T-A-K-O-M-A dot com. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Hey, Kellen, you're a, a, like a health and fitness reporter by day. So what do you tell somebody who's looking to get into running, who doesn't currently run? How should they go about it in D.C.? Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I just wrote an article about this, a few ways to get into running, even if you don't really like it, because I think there are people, not everyone likes running, even people who do it probably don't like yeah, it a lot of times. I like having a run. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people, you know, I think it's just people find it boring. I think there's just maybe a certain connotation that comes along with running and runners, which I'm, you know, I, I'm aware of that that exists. And so I think for a lot of people, at least, in, in the article I wrote, one of the main advice is to start out slow. I think people, you know, kind of just like want to blast out, you know, kind of like a fast mile. They feel self-conscious about, you know, their speed. I think if you're just starting out, go slower. When I tell people like more beginner runners or even when people are doing kind of a recovery run, you want to go at a conversational pace, which is you can have a conversation. You can talk with like a buddy while you're running. So you shouldn't be like out of breath. <laughs> you know, I think a lot of people just think of running and think they just have to be going 
full throttle all the time. You don't have to sign up for a marathon. You don't have to sign up for a race even. You know, it can be something that you can just sign up for like a running club. There's a running club. You can go do these runs with people who are similar speed, similar pace. And one of the things that I wrote about was like people try trail running. So you kind of like a little bit removed from kind of the city. You can know there's not people staring at you on, on the sidewalks and stuff like that. If you're a little more self-conscious about that, maybe you can try trail running. So, yeah, I think just, you know, go out slower if you want to start. But yeah, I think that's, you know, I think there's many entry points of the run. I find that people who start running and get into it, they like never shut up about it. You know, it's, <laughs> they're so into it. I mean, and I'm guilty of this, but they'll talk about their gait and their shoes choices. And there's this joke, how can you tell if someone's run a marathon? And the punchline is, because he'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, that's a... I understand that's a reputation runners have, and I think people live up to that stereotype in a lot of ways. But yeah, it really becomes your identity in, in a lot of ways. You know, it's just something that's so time consuming, also, that I think you're, you're just doing it all the time. I think people who enjoy it, like, I'm guilty of this too, that I try to convince my friends who don't run to run. Like, people who listen to this podcast will know who I'm talking about. And so I'm I'm totally guilty of that as well. When you try to convince people, what do you say? You know, go buy running shoes. I think that's something that people who are starting off, like running shoes definitely help. I try to get them to go on the track with me. I really like track workouts. <laughs> Probably an unpopular opinion in that case. But, and I ask, you know, I tell them like sign up for like a shorter distance race, maybe like a 5K or something like that. I mean, do you have like a, this is why it's good for you pitch or or is it just like, this is why it's fun? I like sharing things that I enjoy. Like I like sharing joys in my life, and I want my friends and people that I care about to try to enjoy the same things. But I think it's more that aspect that I think that if you give it a chance or several chances, you might be able to enjoy it as well. There are certain health benefits, uh, certainly studies and, and things like that. One of my colleagues, Gretchen Reynolds, just wrote a piece yesterday saying that running doesn't hurt your knees; it actually strengthens them in a lot of cases, and so. I think a lot of people are still skeptical about that, but I think there's studies like that. There's research about running. Obviously, I think if you're looking for like a, like a simple cardio workout, I think people turn to running. The cool thing about running for fitness is like you don't have to go to the gym and change and shower and you can just start and stop from home and um, get about your day. But the thing that would make me want to get in a car or some other conveyance and go to a place where I can run, like particularly the canal, it's the hills, man. DC is really hilly, and I don't think you notice it until you start running. <laughs> yeah, there are definitely areas that are hilly. I think there's ways to avoid that. But yeah, you know, there are trails that are definitely hillier, and especially if you're in the city and the sidewalks, it's kind of stop and go. And I can get a little annoying. But yeah, I think there's, again, I think there's something for everyone. What else is hard about it here? Yeah, I think just like with any big city, I know during the pandemic, people were getting annoyed at runners for you know, running by people too closely. You know, it's a dense city. Even the trails can get crowded, right? Um, and so if you're in the city, there's a lot of intersections, kind of stop and go. That can get annoying. Um, the trails can get crowded. But yeah, I think it's just, you might have to be a little pickier on what time you, you go and where you go. But I think those are just some of the challenges any big city has. And so you get these red lights and traffic. Are you supposed to like 
obey traffic rules? I mean, I know you're supposed to, but like by the law, but by the law of being a good runner, which I which I make you the judge of, are you supposed to uh, do that? You should probably try to. In my running club, there's some people who are a little more daring and kind of just, you know, cross when it's a red light. And I'm not that brave. I don't know if I trust myself <laughs> that, that much. And so, yeah, I think especially in the city, you got to be careful because, you know, I think it's not so much that you don't trust yourself. I don't trust myself. It's like I don't trust maybe the drivers or, or other people. And so you, I think you just got to be careful. All right. So hook us up here. Let's say we want to run in D.C. We want to go someplace, uh, which is a great run. And you don't want to like go to the mall and feel like you're in a movie. What are your favorite spots? Do you have any favorite spots or secret gems? These are popular spots, but I, I do like running on the canal. I think Rock Creek Park is really pretty. It's very scenic. One of my favorite spots to start is that I park at Fletcher's Boathouse, which is about two miles from Georgetown and Key Bridge. And I'll kind of just do like a loop around the monuments, like Lincoln Memorial, the Capitol, the National Monument. And also I might go to like East Potomac Park. I just think it's like, it's very scenic. I think it's like for people who are like really into like DC history or historical stuff, it's just really cool to see that kind of backdrop. Some people run at the Arboretum. I think that might be like a kind of a hidden gem that people mm-hmm. don't really know about. People run at Arboretum, even the Anacostia Riverwalk Trail, I think is, is you know, that's somewhere you can run. If you want to go a little further in, in Montgomery County near Poolsville, there's like a 10 mile loop called Duels Ferry, which is really nice. I am told that um, I need to get you to tell us about your personal marathon map. Oh, <laughs> yes. I was supposed to run the Philly Marathon, I want to say 2020. And so instead, I just mapped out my own virtual run and I got friends, to, like, you know, a couple of friends to like, cheer along the route. So I, I, I had a lot of fun. <laughs> I had a lot of fun with it. I know virtual marathons are not very popular, but I thought it was, I kind of made it about me. <laughs> I made a marathon about me, so I thought that was fun. So I started at Fletcher's Boathouse, and then I went, I think, to Lincoln Memorial, up through East Potomac Park, Haynes Point, up to the Capitol, back to National Mall, across Key Bridge, and then another place people run is the Teddy Roosevelt Island, which is right across Key Bridge off Mount Vernon Trail. Around that, and then back Fletcher's. And that was 26.2 miles? It adds up. I, I think people don't realize, like, it's a small city, but, like, you can definitely run 26.2 miles. That is awesome. <laughs> Thanks. Wait, where did your friends cheer you on? Georgetown Waterfront was one of the spots. Haynes Point, East Potomac Park. That was, I think that was like, kind of the main spectator section. They put up like signs. I don't know if you watch Parks and Recreation, but there's a Ann Perkins right. quote about jogging and how it's good for you, but at what cost? And so they put up like signs like that all along the East Potomac Park. Awesome. Kellen, thank you so much for talking to us today. Yeah, of course. I, I love talking around yourself. Thanks for having me. And now for some quick news. I'm here with Priyanka, our team lead. Priyanka, what's going on? A D.C. panel of judges has agreed to allow two anti-abortion activists to sue the city. The activists say they were unfairly arrested in 2020 for chalking, quote, black pre-born lives matter, while racial justice protesters who wrote 
quote, Black Lives Matter on public spaces didn't face the same consequences. A court of appeals panel ruled this week that the court must reconsider the claims of selective prosecution, which had previously been dismissed. Meanwhile, one Howard University student was stabbed and several others were injured after approximately 15 teenagers randomly and violently attacked them outside a residence hall on Monday. The university has come under fire for having a lackluster security response. It plans to install more than 1,000 cameras and implement safety paths so that students are always within 100 feet of a security officer. And lastly, District Dogs on Rhode Island Avenue Northeast has permanently closed after the storms earlier this week tragically drowned 10 dogs in their care. The owners released statements expressing their sadness and gratitude for staff who risked their lives to save the dogs that they could. But some grieving owners are questioning why there was no emergency plan from the business or the city, even though the daycare had flooded last year too. And that's all for today here on CityCast DC. You know what? Podcasts are pretty good running companions, so hit the subscribe button and get your running buddy to do it too. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye. Oh, shit. Oh, I spilled something. Sorry. Uh, hold on. Hold on just a sec. I'll be right back.